Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we're talking about a story that I love. It's really short. It's only 13 verses long. And if you read it quickly and move on, you'll miss just how rich it is and how great all of it is. And man, it's just, it's one of my favorites. I love it so much. Man, with an intro like that, what is this story? This story is about Jacob and his dream. Some people call it the story of Jacob's ladder. Ah, Jacob's ladder. Dude, that makes me think of a couple things. Okay, what, what does it make you think of? First of all, like um, the little the string game you used to do, like and maybe I don't know. I to me, I, it was always just magic. I had an uncle actually that used to could do the string on the fingers. Oh yeah, and, like in elementary school, yeah, that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, and like do that makes this cool pattern. And it's like it's a ladder, and I'm like what? He's like it's Jacob's ladder. I'm like I don't even know that guy, <laughs> <laughs> but here's his ladder. And then like, um, do you ever been to Renfest? I've not been to Renfest. What? I know. Okay. Should I go? Get a, yeah, oh, yeah. It's awesome. You can buy swords and stuff. Okay. So you can buy swords, but also they have a game there called Jacob's Ladder where you got to try to climb this ladder, but it's only like held at a point, one point at the top, one point. So if you get on there and then it flips you over. Oh, it's all wobbly. It's a wobble ladder. Oh. A wobble ladder or Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder sounds way more mysterious. It does sound more mysterious. So I'm guessing that ladder is probably not the ladder in the story. That's true. That's true. So let's remember back to where we are in the story. So if you recall last episode, Jacob deceived his brother and his dad and his brother Esau was so angry. He he said, I'm going to kill that guy, right? Yeah. So so Jacob is sent by his parents to his uncle Laban and he's sent to go live there. Yeah. You remember him. We said, you need to remember that name. Yeah. We said, put a pin in this guy's name. Yeah. We're going to actually talk more about Laban in the next episode. So keep the pin. Keep the pin. This episode is about his journey to go live with his uncle Laban. And he's sent for two reasons. First, for his own safety, so that Esau can't kill him. Right. And second, because he's instructed to go find a wife. You've heard that before. Yeah. Like, don't take a wife from these Canaanite women. Go go home and get a relative. <laughs> <laughs> get you one of them cousin wives. Yeah, one of those cousin wives. Oh, Lord. And man, we, we're going to talk a lot more about that in the next episode. <laughs> Okay, but he's got to travel. Now his family's moved again and they've moved even further away from Laban. They're 550 miles or so. That's a long journey, isn't it? You, you kids can't even fathom what 550 miles is. No, but he's on foot or with a camel. We don't really know, but he's, you know, it takes him weeks and weeks is the point. And so yeah. let's, let's hear about what happened when he traveled from Beersheba to Haran. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night, because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and on the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. That's pretty cool. That's that's odd. Yeah. What's, well, what's odd about it? Well, there's so many things that are odd. Well, not, okay, he's on his journey. It's getting yep. dark. Yep. And you sleep when it's dark. Because right. they didn't have flashlights and stuff. Yeah, there was no flashlights. So you're there... not going to just keep waltzing around on your camel at night. Right. You're going to have to go take a little rest. And so <laughs> and so he just like, here's a nice rock. Yeah, he gets a rock pillow. I use that as a pillow. <laughs> I can't imagine using a rock for a pillow. Did he not bring some hay or 
I mean, I would get my camel to lay down and put my head on my camel. Right. Well, maybe he didn't have humps. a camel. It doesn't say that he did. He I, just, he's on his journey. He needs true. to sleep. Maybe and, he's just walking. And he just grabs a rock pillow. And so he puts it <laughs> under his head and then he goes to sleep and he has this dream. I got to ask you, what's the weirdest dream you've ever had? I've had so many weird dreams that I don't know. But you know, one of my earliest memories of life was me as in a dream. You know, because sometimes you can see yourself uh-huh. apart. And I remember like, I was like three or four and I, well, it probably had to be three because I was still wearing a diaper. Okay. And so I had like my cowboy hat and like my holster and my guns and then like just a diaper. A diaper. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if that was my costume in dreams later in life, that's when the dream gets even weirder. That's true. Because after three, I think diapers are probably not okay. <laughs> cowboy hat, holsters, and a yeah, diaper. Yeah, I was taking people out. Boom, oh, boom, man. Boom, boom, boom. What about you? That's okay, pretty weird, weird Oh, dreams. dude, I, I have had the stereotypical recurring dream throughout my life where I'm somewhere and in my dream, I'm either at a restaurant or I'm at school or I'm just any old place and I get up to leave and I'm not wearing pants. I like, I realize <laughs> it later in the dream. I'm just sitting there in my underbritches. How did I not notice this earlier? Yeah. I have no pants. And so then in my dream, I panic and I usually wake up and my heart is racing. I don't know. You kids listening, what's the strangest dream you've ever had? Maybe even like pause the podcast and tell someone you're with. Yeah. Confession time. Okay, so Jacob's dream is, it's weird, it's kind of strange, but it's not like our dreams. It's much different. It has this like, it's depth to it. So it says that he, he has this sight of heaven being opened and there's a ladder that stretches from the earth and its top is in heaven. That's pretty strange. But you remember how we said in the previous episode that the, this part of the Bible was written in Hebrew mm-hmm, and Hebrew has yeah. to be translated into English and sometimes there's not always a word that matches up? Yeah, Well, in my kind of research for this and reading, I came across this scholar theologian guy named T. Desmond Alexander. He's from Ireland. Dude, any name like that makes you think this dude's probably smart. He's got to be smart. He's written a lot of books. This is what he says. Listen to this. He says, the Hebrew term translated ladder could possibly denote a stairway similar to those found on ancient ziggurats. Mind blown. Well, that makes a whole lot more sense, honestly, because yeah. when he said a ladder going up to heaven, like I've got one of the extension ladders. Uh-huh. Goes up to your top of your house. It almost goes up to the top of my second story. It ain't going to heaven. Right. And if it was, who's holding that ladder? <laughs> right. It's not safe. <laughs> That's right. So, so yeah. a stairway makes a lot more sense, actually. Yeah, it's like, it, it's a stairway. And so if you remember back to the episode where we talked about the Tower of Babel and these ziggurats and what the stairway was all about, what was the, what was it all about? It was like, a, it was, a, it was the, 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 the walkway between heaven and earth. The connection. Gods, That's right? right. It was the connection between heaven and earth, between God and people. Yeah. That's what happens in this dream. And it's so cool. That's not all that happens though. God is there and he speaks to Jacob. And the Lord said, I'm the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you, your offspring, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Mind blown. So... So this is this is awesome yeah. because it, we're here. It is this this promise again. God's restating. I am still. This is still my covenant. Still my promise. Right. I've promised your you know your fathers and your fathers and your fathers that this is this is going to be what's going to happen. But I mean, 
like what we were saying in the story where this is, this is not where Jacob has like been this upstanding, awesome dude. Right. Yeah. He's not, he's not been upstanding. In fact, it's uh, not just surprising that God talks to him because he's been so deceitful. It's kind of funny when you pay attention to what God said, he actually introduces himself (laughs) because it seems like Jacob may not know him. He's like, (laughs) no name tags, but I am God. Like, Hey Jake, I'm God the God of Abraham and the God of your father, Isaac. And I want you to listen to me. And so he says, the, the land where you are that you're leaving from belongs to your family. It will belong to your family. Yeah. And I will bring you back. And you're going to have all these descendants or this offspring. You're going to have so many and they're going to spread out all over. But the crucial thing that he says is that his family would be a blessing to all families of the earth. Remember, that's part of God's covenant promise. It yeah. started with Abraham and then went to Isaac. And now... Jacob is a part of. That's really cool. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than a house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So this is is cool. God chooses this dream to kind of have this conversation with him. I don't know, is that that kind of how we should probably expect that dreams are going to work for us? Like, is God going to speak to us in dreams? Yeah. I think it's time for... Thinking material. So yeah, we read in the Bible stories like this, and there are even others where God speaks to some people through dreams. But I got to tell you, it isn't common. It's not something that happens a lot. Most people, if not everybody... Uh, never go through their life and hear from God in a dream. So that's probably good news for some of those weird dreams we have, right? (laughs) It's not God speaking to us. Was the pizza as big as my house supposed to tell me something about my future? Right. (laughs) No, actually. Uh, So we shouldn't expect God to speak to us through dreams. We should expect God to speak to us through his word. We say in our podcast that we believe the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. And the Bible itself tells us that this is the way God will speak to us. In fact, Hebrews 4.12 is one of those really important verses for us. Eric, would you read that? Sure. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Bible is the greatest book in the whole world, and it's alive. That's really cool to think about. The Bible is alive and it can speak to us. So like we said, don't expect God to speak to you through a dream, but instead expect him to speak to you when you open your Bible. And that was thinking material. All right, we said this, this story is really short. It's only 13 verses. Let's see how it comes to an end. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to the father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And the stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. It's kind of like a turning point for him. It is a turning point for him. He, he meets God in this dream. And this dream is really more than a dream. It's a vision. God actually did speak to him in yeah. this moment. And uh, he begins to trust in God. You see, he's not, he's not necessarily fully all in yet. But he says, if God's going to do what he says he's going to do, I'll trust him. 
And so he, he talks about how this particular place where he laid down that night is special and uh, it's God's house or God's place. And then he says, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, devote myself to God, not just in the way that I speak or what I say I'm going to do, but I'm actually going to give 10%, a 10th of everything that I earn in devotion to God. And that's kind of cool because that shows up in other places in the Bible and uh, continues as something that God's people do, partly as an expression of their commitment to him, even today. So now we always say that, that the Bible is the greatest book in the world, telling the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. So where do we see Jesus in this story? This is why I told you at the very beginning, I love this story. It's only 13 verses. We've already talked about how cool it is, but this is for me, the coolest part of the story. If you flip way forward to the New Testament, the first four books are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're called the gospels. They are about the life of Jesus when he was on earth. And in John chapter one, Jesus is speaking to two guys named Nathaniel and Philip. And he says something that is so personal to them, it proves that he's God. It proves that he's more than just a dude. He's fully a, a man, but he's also fully God. He says something that it like, it, you know, those explosions we keep having, those mind blown, mind yeah. blown. that happens for these two guys. They realize certainly this is the son of God. And Jesus, it's almost like he takes a step back. And this is what he says in John chapter one, verse 51. He says to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. That is a lot. So he's like, first he's like, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, truly, hey. truly. Yeah. We should use that more. We, we truly, 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 Lance. Truly, truly. Truly, Eric? truly, I say unto you, Lance. <laughs> That's a good, that'd be a good way to start a <laughs> sentence. You would want to lean in and listen because you would know it's important. Yeah. So they lean in and they hear him say, as you follow me, you'll see heaven opened. And he calls himself the son of man, which we're going to talk about way in, the, in a future episode, but that's Jesus' favorite way of uh, talking about himself. That's the yeah. title he gives him. He says, you will see angels ascending and descending on the son of man, on me. So is Jesus calling himself a ladder or a stairway? No. Jesus is saying that he is the connection between heaven and earth. That if we want to know how earth and heaven are united, it's through him. Mind blown. Mind blown. You have been listening to Who's in the Bible. And man, hasn't this been an incredible episode? This is a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. So whatever app it is that you're listening to this podcast in, look down there and click on that subscribe button. So as these new episodes come out, they can come directly to your advice and you can be notified so that you can be ready to go when the next one hits that app. Also, do you have questions about who's in the Bible or stories in the Bible or God? Well, you can send us an email at who's in the Bible at clearcreek.org.